Attention friends, family members, co-workers, and random strangers. The following podcast includes filthy language, sexual content, and explicit personal stories. Please listen at your own risk, and we really recommend using headphones. <laughs> Are you ready for it? Could you was a killer for some Hi, this is Sandra, and welcome back to Listen You Beautiful Bitch. I've been gone for a long time, and for some reason Taylor Swift has summoned me here tonight. <laughs> so let's go around and let's do roll call. I'm Hannah. And I'm Sam. I just walked in off the street. They don't even know me. It's she fine. came here, just knocked on the door. We were like, who are you? And you're <laughs> welcome to our podcast. Susie's out. You're in. Bye. It's wine, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, no questions. We don't need to ask questions here. No. Right? No, no questions necessary. Mm-hmm. So no. glad just, you're here, Sam. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, <laughs> strangers. This is the best night ever. <laughs> in all actuality, actuality sam is here because today's episode is a part of our mental health series and she's a mental health professional Mm -hmm. yeah that is why she is here today and we're all gonna have some good conversations okay don't miss me word (laughs) (laughs) everyone's drinking wine how's everyone's week going awesome i feel like we have so much to catch up on Mm -hmm. since since you were here last i know it's I know. See, I don't remember what to do. God, Sandra. <laughs> I had a six-year-old sneeze in my arm today. And look at me and just start crying. I was like, mood. That, me too. Like, <laughs> I wish I could just sneeze on somebody's body and start crying and then everything will be okay. <laughs> you'd, you'd get the police called on you. Totally a sure. mental health professional. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. I, I try to sneeze on at least one person every day. You should. <laughs> it's good for my soul. Oh, God. <laughs> sneezes feel good, though, you know? Just one, but I am the allergy queen, and so I'll sneeze oh, for like yeah. four hours straight, and then I'm like, I just want to die. Oh, this that is- sucks. Now you know what it feels like for a woman who orgasms all day. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this. It can't be That's that good, insane. honestly. Like, oh after a while, it's the novelty's got to wear off, You just right? want to, like, walk around, you know? Maybe, like, get some coffee and not, mm-hmm. like, have an orgasm. Have a seconds. bunch of muscles spasming all at once, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, like, go to work, do your job, and you're like, God damn it, I can't do anything. That'd be awful. That would be rough. We're sorry know. to anyone out there who experiences this. It's okay. You're not alone, I'm sure. There's other people out there, right? Yeah. Totally. Slightly off topic, <laughs> though, but this did remind me. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing an article one time that there are some women who can orgasm from nipple play alone. <gasps> right? I've done that. I'm, I'm part of that person. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I got to try it. I was like, hold up. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I've done yeah. that. Just from nipple play. Totally, my, yeah. My husband. God damn, I don't know Mike. what it is. I, <laughs> I'm serious. I was like, I got to lock that tongue down. <laughs> Holy like, shit. What the hell is this? Yeah. I'm marrying a I'm bitch serious. just on that skill alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. God <laughs> damn it. What? Yeah. I'm, yeah. And she doesn't even like feel anything. I'm like, yeah, let me try it. And then she's like, I don't know what Nothing. you're doing. I am a yeah. rock. <laughs> <laughs> Are, you like, <laughs> Are you ready for it? <laughs> I feel like I'm very sensitive. Like I'm very, 
nipple sensitive and I enjoy nipple play, but I don't think I could finish off that alone. No. No. It's just been certain situations. It's not like every time. It's right. not like Mike just touches it and ridiculous. I'm like, oh, God. It just came everywhere. That's not what it's like. It's no, like it's not. It's random for me. Oh, absolutely. It's not like not every like Tuesday night, you know? Every every Tuesday. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Titty Tuesday. <laughs> Titty Tuesday. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, you heard it right, Hannah. Right here at your table. <laughs> God, I, I thought it was a myth. I'm not it's real life. Picking your clocks. Is Bigfoot right, real? Talk other myths that I, I didn't mean, think. I feel like I could understand, like, if you're, like, really worked up, just, like, ahead of time. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, you can't just go in and grab someone's tit and just, like, <laughs> all right, I know you're going to, like, get off right now. You got to, like, really build it up. It's like a... It's yeah. a long process. This is like an all-day thing. It is. <laughs> so instead of Sunday brunch, it's just... You start with the text while you're taking your morning shit. And you're like, it starts early. Hey, baby, what's you miss doing? you, and you're like, oh. And you're like, okay. While you're pooping. <laughs> Don't have that it's a good start to the day. <laughs> but really... You've never done sex while you're taking a poo? You've never done that yet? I don't think so. Not... Well, maybe I don't know. I can't say that I've done that. I, I don't do really. Know. I don't. I, don't I, I can't confirm or deny at this time. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning far here. Yeah. Uh, I, I just feel like I do my best sexing while I take a shit. Really? Yeah. It's just weird. <laughs> Got time to think? Why just take your? Right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening every week. We're sorry we weren't around last week. Um, one too many scheduling conflicts. Turns out coordinating four people's schedules is really hard. So last week was just pretty much impossible um and i'm kind of amazed it took us what four or five months for that to happen mm-hmm. for more than one of us to be absent but we have been consistent we have we've done okay we've done okay so we threw it back with the severed deck <laughs> and hope you enjoyed that i enjoyed re-listening to it like it was fun we've gotten better with our microphone <laughs> etiquette <laughs> for sure anyway thank you guys for following us listening to us keeping up with this nonsense every week we appreciate you so much um if you haven't already please go rate review and subscribe so especially rating and reviewing on itunes or apple podcasts or whatever you want to call that really helps our like status i guess what is the word helps other people find us which we appreciate but the best way to do that is just to tell your friends about it so take their phones follow us on instagram subscribe them to us be like listen it starts off crazy and then they get to the good stuff and then i promise it's worth listening to yeah tell your friends tell your family if your mom's cool let her listen that's cool um, we're, we're on instagram at listen you beautiful bitch so that's new um we went full name so at listen you beautiful bitch and then we're also listening beautiful bitch on facebook and listen you beautiful bitch.com as our website where we have a blog we have all the episodes streaming and then we put some random good stuff on there every now and then um and then twitter we have lybb underscore podcast i only update twitter when i'm drunk and i think i'm the only one that messes with it um we also have an email lybb podcast at gmail.com so you can send us anything there if you have suggestions comments concerns complaints um we also have our hey bitch forum on the website so that's listeningbeautifulbitch.com slash hey bitch uh one word and that's where you can send in any of your questions concerns drama that you want our unqualified opinions on so we mentioned the last time we read one um please don't send us any criminal activity on there thankfully that was just a reddit email that i thought was a hey bitch email we thought that the email was 
a hey bitch thing, but it was actually from Reddit. Thank God. But yeah, just don't send us anything criminal, like sexual harassment or whatever. We we would appreciate it unless you need help out of a criminal situation. In which case, email us. We will call the cops for you. Normally, we would do the hey bitch. Now, I think we're going to make it a mini-sode because we have two of them waiting. So that's a good 30 minutes of content once we give our opinions on it. So we'll, we'll do a mini-sode with the hey bitch submissions. We have one from Emma and one from Liz. Yes. Emma and Liz. Girls, we got you. We did get an email this a few weeks ago from a tv station in the uk so most of our listeners are here in the u.s but if anybody is listening from the uk um let's see lambent media sent us an email and i looked them up they're legit um they are lambent productions excuse me lambent productions you can look lamb bent l-a-m-b-e-n-t productions.co.uk is their website um but they are producing a tv documentary and here's what she says okay i'm writing from lambent productions in brighton we're currently in the process of making a new tv documentary that will follow women who are exploring the idea of sleeping with another woman for the first time it's a standalone a standalone program why'd everybody look at the lesbian when i said that (laughs) they're just (laughs) expecting me to feel something i guess everyone looked at sam (laughs) (laughs) it is damn (laughs) fuck (laughs) it is a standalone program that will feature the stories of women who are embarking on a journey of self-discovery as they navigate the world of same-sex love and relationships. So the aim of the program is to address the topic of female sexuality in a positive and uplifting way and give real women the opportunity to tell their stories. So she's looking, or they are looking for, looking to hear from women who might be considering sleeping with another woman for the first time, whether they consider themselves lesbian or bisexual, or perhaps they're simply keen to explore their sexuality. So anyone who is interested can call or message Ilana at lambentproductions.co.uk. Um, if you're interested in learning more, you can visit their website. So again, lambentproductions.co.uk. Um, you can see some of their past productions and make sure that they are legitimate. Or DM us and I'll send you the information. So they sent us a little informational bit that we can send your way so if you're a listener in the uk they are looking for women who are interested in exploring their sexuality in a positive and uplifting way which we totally support Alrighty, so now it's time for my favorite segment which is what are we crying about this week mm. hannah oh i'm going first i'm gonna make you go first yeah you oh, didn't do enough talking finish talking about I the know. lesbian thing <laughs> um <laughs> now cry okay <laughs> all right i'm crying because i got a fitbit this week so my company pays for my fitbit yeah, we can be Fitbit friends. Yeah, girl, I will challenge you. <laughs> Do it. Okay. <laughs> but I, I got one because my company has like a wellness allowance. So about $500 a year, they will put towards any wellness incentive that I want, including my Fitbit. So I got it and I signed into my Fitbit account for the first time since like early 2018. So in less than two years, Homegirl has gained 30 pounds. Three, zero. In less than two years. That cannot be healthy. Like, physically cannot be healthy, right? So, that's what I'm crying about as I drink my wine and eat my Halo Top and pizzas on the, way. the pizzas on the way. <laughs> I'm like, how bitch. could this possibly be happening to me? But <laughs> we know. We know as what this we is. we know from our parents, 
losing weight and keeping weight at its bay or what what am i trying to say at bay at bay gets harder when you get older that's just a fact i'm still in my 20s for the record it doesn't matter it just is just a part of it and that sucks but you don't even look like you've gained that much weight first of all no secondly you can get it off don't worry about it it'll be okay also, it's not just you. Literally, society does not want you to lose weight. They want to market all of the bullshit to you and make you eat delicious foods and go to Sunday brunch and drink mm. all this delicious shit. And it's not necessarily the person. It's just... You should go into marketing because all that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Pizza. <laughs> eat food. Drink shit. Like, yes, thank Let's you. I it. want to. Let's do it. <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> no, I mean, in the past two years, I've gained 20 pounds. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think I'm about the same. Don't... 30 pounds but in less than two years, though. Just, like, okay. I, I'm supposed to go in for my um, my 30-year-old appointment with my doctor. They've been sending me lots of notifications. Like, it's time for your physical, Hannah. I'm going to be like, I drink a lot of water before I came Ask here. When, it's just, when you go in there, be like, when was the last time your scale was calibrated? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is wrong. I, I demand a recount. Well, so when you get weighed with all your clothes on, that's not, like, your actual weight. Like, what kind of clothes jeans. do you think I wear? <laughs> I'm, you're right. I'm wearing my lead jacket today. <laughs> I used to have this listen I used to have this patient this woman who would like she I'd be like oh we need to weigh and she's like no I'm like yeah we, I'm, I'm sorry and she's like can you just use my last weight I was like I'd love to but I can't she was like okay she'd take off her jacket her earrings <laughs> her socks her Those like she'd, socks. she'd take off as much as she could and she'd be like okay I guess this will this has to work I don't know <laughs> and then she'd step up there and be like well damn it <laughs> Same girl, I feel you. That's a mood for sure. <laughs> it's a mood. Look at her earrings. I'm like, you poor thing. I'm so sorry. All no. that work. I won't weigh myself after a shower because I'm like, my hair is wet. There's all kinds of water in this. It weighs Same. so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the skin's absorbed. You know, at least three pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I weigh myself first thing in the morning after going to the bathroom only. <laughs> if I have so anything to eat it. in the morning, I'm like, no, can't weigh myself. It's not accurate. It's not. <laughs> What are you crying about, Sandra? I was uh, making potato salad because okay. my mom just got surgery on her foot and she was like, can you make me some potato salad? And I was like, what? Oh, Laura. <laughs> you know, whatever you want. I was like, okay, sure. And so I was like cutting up these potatoes and like, it doesn't look that bad right now, but I was cutting and literally cut off a piece of my finger. Like, I'm serious. My it God, was, it was on the knife. It. it was on the knife. Like, a little, <gasps> and I was just like, and you know how when you cut yourself, it takes a second for it to start bleeding like i was like oh maybe it won't bleed and then all of a sudden it was like (laughs) (laughs) and then mike was like what i was like oh my god (laughs) shit this fucking potato salad is stupid like (laughs) it's ruined why (laughs) i had to go like under the water it was awful that's what i'm crying about it was bad no i'm I'm not meant for the medical field. I would have just passed out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, I, was like I need you. It's cool. I'm just gonna... It's fine. It's fine. I got sneezed and I thought it was leprosy. <laughs> like, I would not be okay with any of that. <laughs> I thought... Oh, God. No I, good. I was like, Mike, can you finish cutting up the potatoes? He almost started using the same knife. I was like, my skin's on there. <laughs> Ew. Oh, my God. Can you please use a different knife? You're only a fucking man. <laughs> he What's was the like, problem? I wiped oh, it right. off. <laughs> That's what I'm crying about. Sam. I'm crying because it's a good cry, though, because Mm -hmm. I'm getting married this weekend. So I'm fucking pumped about it. So I'm just going to sob like a little bitch all day on Saturday. Oh, I'm going to cry. I cried when y'all got engaged. Granted, I was drunk when I saw the You know what? It's okay. It's okay. 
But I'm marrying a woman, so it's like double estrogen. Oh, we're just so, mu- be so much emotion. All day. So much emotion. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. Yes. I know. <laughs> no, seriously, I was at I was at a macaroni and cheese birthday party. I remember, like it was yesterday. Oh my god, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome! Like that's so normal. Yeah, <laughs> we can't just slide past that. <laughs> no, it was it was a thirty fifth birthday party Look and at a cheese. Party. It was a competition, <laughs> so it was a macaroni and cheese cook off. Like so, everybody brought their own mac and cheese, and then everybody voted on it. Yeah, so I was eating all these different types of mac and cheese, and I was scrolling through Facebook. <laughs> And I saw that you and Courtney got engaged, and I'd been drinking coconut mimosas. And I was like, oh my God, they got engaged. I'm so happy for them. But you stopped thinking about mac and cheese. I'm so for sorry. Us. Did you I'm also just so No, I texted you guys, and I was like, I'm too drunk for this, but I'm so happy for you. Okay, did you also just say coconut mimosas? Yeah, coconut mimosas. Like, that that's supposed to be like a. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Can't I'm not that either. Too? It was a mac and cheese what? birthday party. They had coconut champagne. Who are these friends? Do um, like, like the worst real? shits or not shits? No shits I was for say, You must have shit a lot. <laughs> it was it was fantastic. It's Amari. Uh, Y'all know Mari. Shit or okay. you've met Mari. Yeah. Have you met Mari? Have you met Mari? Oh, yeah, Mari. Okay. I came in off the street. I know of her. That's true. We yeah. don't even know you. Do you don't know, know no bitch. <laughs> Sometimes I watch her from the road. <laughs> oh, Mari has a two thirty eight Reach Street. Yes. <laughs> That's not her real address. Don't look her up. I was about to say triangulating <laughs> the address. Of that here. is not her address. <laughs> They're going to look it up anyway. (laughs) What I'm loving and what I'm crying about are interchangeable this week. So we'll just mix this up first. Uh, I'm crying about the song Sailing by Christopher Cross. Have you guys listened to that in a while? More specifically, I'm crying about the NSYNC cover of that song. (laughs) I listened to it today in the car. I came on my mix and I just started crying because that's the place (laughs) I'm in right now. And so that made me listen to a bunch of other NSYNC and that just made me cry harder. So then I just put the Christopher Cross version and the Instinct version on back-to-back repeat. <laughs> There's an Instinct version what is of the song. Sailing takes me away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fucking it's it's beautiful. That sounds like it's from a movie. No, it's just a good song. Play the rest of it. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. I wasn't sure if we were doing the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just good for it. It's not that long. Was it socially acceptable? Yes. <laughs> This is like, what year? 80s? 80s. 79. No. They were starting it off. They were. They were like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Music from the future. I feel like I'm on a cloud. Right? But it's not far down paradise. There goes that tranquility. <laughs> you looked up the lyrics video, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> Oh God! Does he have the album cover? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now listen to the NSYNC version. It's better. Okay. They harmonize. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so good. Of course they harmonize. They're fucking harmonizing. Well then, you know that starts my whole. I just get upset because JC got gypped. You're right. JC carried that band. Justin Timberlake didn't deserve his fame and notoriety. JC for life. So it's making you cry. <laughs> yeah. Giving you all the feels. That's just on the <clears throat> where I'm at this week. Mm. It's cool. I don't know what it is. It's not a sad song. Are you on your period? Are you uh, I'm, on the, I'm on the tail end. Oh, yeah. There we go. Me That's too. I think is. we're all synced up. Did you, you just finish yours? <laughs> no, it's been two almost two weeks now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first period that's been on time in like six months because so. you're synced up I with us bit. girl nice <laughs> nailed it yes. yeah damn right we're gonna attract all the Bleeding. bears yeah <laughs> fuck yeah the bears. All the zaddies out there the bears are coming they can zaddies smell the menstruation there's no food for you baby 
All right, let's cheers to us. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that was good. <laughs> we're drinking Honestly, wine yeah. because it's an antidepressant, and tonight we're talking about depression. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. So we thought. We let's thought, get maybe. hammered. <laughs> So it, is it an antidepressant? I feel like it is a depressant. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's exactly <laughs> what I meant to say. And, okay. um, so Just yeah, get to the mood. You know, I guess I was trying to make us get there quicker. <laughs> Transition. Okay. <laughs> so this is part four of our mental health series. Um, this time we're going to talk about grief, depression, and trauma. So here's the trigger warning. If you guys are not ready to listen to anything regarding grief depression or trauma or if you've recently gone through some grievous or traumatic event then we recommend you skip ahead we just want you to be warned but we're here with sam who you've met already and we just met tonight as she walked in off the street off the street i'm here so sam tell us about yourself and why you are even qualified to talk about this hi sam i just felt like it was like an a intro it just felt right <laughs> you know um i'm sam and i'm currently a school counselor in an elementary school but i've also worked in a middle school as well um i love traveling i love the month of april what is it i wear a light jacket yeah it's not too hot not too cold april 24th um yeah april 24th was it her perfect date yes i just see it on facebook every year just like the justin timberlake it's gonna be may exactly. and then i'm like yes it's may. perfect right on key. i felt it i felt the spirit in me anyways um yes so i'm a school counselor and i work with a lot of students and a lot of families who've been through a lot of traumas um a lot of my students are actually um, coming from other countries so they've experienced crossing the border or literally having to walk in a desert for two weeks with no food or water and just trying to make it to start a new life and then on top of that i've experienced a lot of death and trauma in the past couple months so that's why i'm here to make shit emo yeah yeah let's do it We're should ready. we play uh, my chemical romance my chemical yes. <laughs> black, <laughs> black parade or what yes. were you guys thinking uh, oh, alexa yes. <laughs> I unplugged her. oh you oh, unplugged alexa man. i could do it just like a to begin again. We are so far away. I'm not okay. Do they sing the Hey there, Delilah? What's that's playing like white tea? That's City. totally different. But that's, I thought also that was my chemical really good. What the fuck? No, you did not. Hold on. Did you think that was my chemical romance that sang? The hey there, Delilah. Delilah? <laughs> Maybe the acoustic guitar. <laughs> I thought they talk about. I thought they took a turn. I thought they took a turn. Gerard Way is so upset right now. I don't know who that Someone's is. Someone's upset. Can They're you listening. imagine him with all black and like eyeliner being like, "Hey there, Delilah. <laughs> What's, What's it like in New York City?" City? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Wow, you were close though. Really close. Mm. I mean, that would have been my second choice of. A band that totally. I'm like plain yeah. white tea, My Chemical Romance. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm a failure at early 2000s pop punk. I'm <laughs> I love sorry. That you just thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> I went for it. I shot my shot. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's all you can do. So I'm a licensed counselor for elementary school, right? Okay. So like I can provide counseling services to an elementary school as a school counselor, but it's a completely separate exam to become a licensed therapist. And it takes like four years of like mm. hours of paying attention to you and making sure you're doing shit right. And then you become licensed. Okay. So 
I took the test while I was also in grad school for school counseling and I failed the shit out of it. And I was like, I'll just take it in 10 years when I'm having like a midlife <laughs> crisis. And so here I am. All right. Licensed school counselor. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Sorry. All right. So we are talking about depression, grief, trauma. So Sam, bust out your notes. Bring it. All right. I'm here. What is the science behind depression? Like how, what's the difference between someone having depression versus being in a bad mood? So it's an interesting topic and we can all relate to it, whether we have depression or whether we just are in a bad mood a lot because of our periods or Mm. whatever the hell it is. But they say that depression is based on a chemical imbalance that's in your brain, right? Like you just wake up and you can't help how you feel. Yes. But the crazy part about depression is that while there's a chemical imbalance, depending on what experiences you have in your life, it can actually trigger depression. So if you're walking through life and everything is great and dandy, the chances of you having depression are probably lower. Whereas someone like who's having a lot of trauma, maybe they've experienced, I don't know, sexual abuse or whatever, they're more likely to experience depression. So I think that's the crazy part for me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of trippy. Like it can cause that chemical imbalance. Yeah. Like, like the trauma or the grief can. It's like schizophrenia. So all of us right now could have the trait for schizophrenia, but nothing truly significant has triggered schizophrenia for us Hmm. and usually you're going to get schizophrenia between 18 and 22 or 18 and 24 but depending on how traumatic your life has been you're more likely or less likely to have something like schizophrenia or depression courtney's uncle which is my future wife he has schizophrenia and for him i think he had some experiences when he was younger that actually triggered it and so looking back they're like oh my god like did this just come out of the blue and you start putting the pieces together and you're like mm-hmm. dang like so courtney's sitting here thinking like could me and my brother have the trait for schizophrenia and like we just don't know it that's kind of the crazy thing about mental health is we could all honestly have that chemical imbalance sometimes others are more susceptible to it or less mm-hmm. susceptible or life circumstances yeah life circumstances kind of push them it's up for debate but um, the research that I've seen has shown like, yes, you could have clinical depression, but also depending on the life experiences that you've had, you're way more likely to have it. So that's kind of the crazy part for me. For some people, depending on the time frame, like back in the 70s and 80s, a lot of people were playing around with psychedelics and that can actually trigger schizophrenia. And if you have the trait in your brain, like you're more likely to get it if you're doing a bunch of mushrooms or acid, you know? So her uncle started like putting stuff in his closet and like talking to himself and like he was living with Courtney's dad and mom and he would just stand there and stare at them when they were sleeping. Oh, and they were that's like, my nightmare. So we need to talk about, <laughs> you know, what's going <sighs> on. Um, so you're saying you could have the trait and but never have this problem. Potentially, yeah. Potentially. Mm-hmm. But then if something maybe at the age you, yeah. happened, something that threatened your psyche could cause you to for it to just because if you think about it like we went to college at 18 but we're still developmentally not like done growing you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like biologically whatever so your brain doesn't start stop developing until 21 or 22 right so imagine if you have a significant trauma during that time frame what it could do to you if you already are susceptible yeah to those types of disorders or imbalances or it's insane yeah I think it's interesting too how you mentioned uh, hallucinogenic drugs or those types of drugs, how it actually can exacerbate trauma. So like PTSD and veterans, so many veterans after the Vietnam War were given 
acid or LSD and it just makes their PTSD so much worse. Yeah. And so I I think that's interesting too, because it's just like playing with the chemicals in their brain. Yeah. And you guys talk about later, like tying in anxiety, like what does it look like to grieve or what does it look like to have depression? Like it's all of those things. It's things that we probably live with every day, but they don't, they're not long-term. Yeah. So... So yeah, and I see your your question. Hannah typed up this outline, but how does someone know they're not just in a bad mood or they're actually depressed? I think it's easy to tell depending on the quality of your life. You know, like Mm -hmm. if you can get up every day and you can find what your hobbies are, do you enjoy being around others? Do you have relationships with people that you want to be around? Like you guys are a pretty social group, right? Like you value spending time with your friends. You value spending time with your family. There are times when people just feel worthless and go, well, what's the point? You know, that's kind of, those kind of statements are really the difference between someone who's in a bad mood. Cause you could say, you know what? I had a really shitty Monday. I just want to stay home tonight. Like I don't want to do anything tonight. But tomorrow night, you might be perfectly fine Mm -hmm. because you have those coping skills and that ability to wake up tomorrow and reflect on the day before and go, all right, like, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. You know? There are people that when they're in that depressive state, like, they don't have the ability to do that. They, like, physically don't want to get up. Right. They don't want to get up. They don't want to eat. They don't feel worthwhile. They don't want to go to their job. Um, all of that stuff like that chemical that's where that chemical imbalance comes in you're not releasing what you need to in your brain to balance you out sure yeah so I feel like this is where you guys had your your moment with anxiety I'm like I'm the depressed one on this so yeah it's that's totally how it's like you mentioned at the very beginning like sometimes you just wake up and you feel like you can't cope and nope I swear it's like that like I'll wake up and I'm like not today yeah and it's there's no reason like, I, I love my job. I have amazing friends. Sure. I'm in a healthy relationship. But there are just times where, you, like, you wake up and you're like, what what is the point? Sure. You know, or yeah. why bother? Or I, I can't even, I don't have the mental capacity to deal with this today. And the more positive side of you goes, well, yeah. Like, I'm fine. You rationally. Know, but rationally, yeah. I could write down on paper, like, okay, everything's fine. Right. Like, there's nothing wrong. Nothing has triggered this. I haven't had a trauma or exactly. exactly. And so it really, like, it helps me to remember that it is a chemical imbalance. Like, okay, nothing has happened to trigger this. Absolutely. I just woke up and I'm unbalanced today. Like, my the chemicals in my brain are just not feeling this. And you guys know this, like, our generation, like, older generations generally demonize medication for medic mm-hmm. or for depression they don't think it's real or, or whatever they mm-hmm. degrade the idea of depression or anxiety or even adhd mm-hmm. but we don't demonize that we understand that listen man like sometimes it's not you like you you just you need to take the measures you need to to balance your life out and get up in the morning <laughs> maggie agrees maggie and llama corn <laughs> steal the show She's got again a, llama, a unicorn llama toy llama corn. she's not depressed <laughs> She just ran away from me. Oh. No, you get it after. That's the hardest part for me, though, is when I work with kids, um, sometimes the kids are like, I want help, and then the parents are like, I can't accept that there's a problem. Yeah. And that's when people like us grow up, and they're, mm-hmm. we're either dysfunctional, or we're like, no, like I get it, man. Or on the flip side, parents just sometimes want to medicate, 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 totally. when their kids don't need that. Mm-hmm. You're so right. And it's on it's both sides and it sucks it's hard to find a balance <laughs> like, why it does because i've my sister's i my sister's a nurse practitioner and we've talked about <clears throat> um 
being on antidepressants or anxiety medication. She said, like Christian said, like it's a recipe. It's not mm-hmm. just a one thing fix all. Like it's you, it's a combo. It's a combination yeah. of multiple things. And she said medications help people. And I'm not going to sit here and say that if my kid needed help, I'm not going to give him absolutely a pill to help him. He's a human being. Right. Who has God, <laughs> our bodies have just developed over time and just are not used to what what we're doing with them right now like we we go to work instead of desks all day we're not meant to do that sure like it's so it's it's, these things happened for a reason and you think about like in college people would be like man i could go to the doctor right now and tell them that i can't focus and i'll get a prescription for um, adderall and then i'm gonna pass all my classes and it's like that is an example of somebody who's taking advantage Mm -hmm. of a system when it is out there for people to use it it's just like anything else yeah and people who genuinely need it yeah And I resisted depression medication for the longest fucking time. Yeah. The longest time. Like, I think it has really affected my life how long I went unmedicated. Yeah. Because I was trying to change everything else in my life. Sure, sure. And nothing was helping. And you're not wrong for that. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to try every holistic thing that I can. Absolutely. I'm going to change the relationships that I'm in, where I'm living, my job, everything. Yeah, and that sometimes that helps people. Sometimes, sometimes it, it does. Doesn't. In my case, it did not. And I was like, I am still as fucking miserable, more miserable totally. because now I don't have the relationships that I was in. Right. I've had all these upheavals in my life. And that's the difference between a bad mood and depression right yep. there. When you have tried to find the things that used to fulfill you and you go, it's not working anymore. Like, mm-hmm. what do I do? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I wish that I had gone to see a doctor sooner. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. Like, And it's okay to. Mm-hmm. People need to know that it's okay. Yeah. And if you find a good doctor, they'll tell you no if they don't think you need Absolutely. medication. Like yeah. Because I know my doctor prescribed, like, the first thing she asked was, like, how often do you exercise? You know, like, she went and, like, went in depth into my life to see if there were things in my life that were maybe causing this. That's a good, those are good yeah, questions. Yeah, that's, that's what you want and, from a doctor because she cares about, or he mine is a whole person yeah yeah she cared about the other factors in my life and like what was influencing it and when i said you know i have a great job i just got a raise i just got married you know i work out five days a week she's like okay and she's like and and how are you feeling i'm like i think about driving my car off the side of the road and she's like yeah let's get you some prozac girl right okay a doctor is gonna be your ally if you can find a good doctor they're they're there for you just like christian said like his doctor said he wouldn't give anti-anxiety medicine until was, he went to a counselor right i think you should try all steps before a medication right mm-hmm. and there is no like to-do list like there is no here's what you, a checklist you know mm-hmm. for life like you just have to figure true. it out yeah which is not ideal easy. it's, not, yeah, it's easy not easy for doctors to do that true yeah or for people like think about it like right. Not everybody's educated on what to do when you feel depressed. Some mm-hmm. people don't, like a lot of my parents and families don't even know what depression is because they have been born into a world where their parents were depressed. And so mm-hmm. they've become depressed and they just think that that is normal. Yeah. Or they don't, they don't talk about it. Like it's not. It's not okay to talk about it. You can't trust the people mm-hmm. that you talk about it to. I've got people that don't trust me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to you because you work with you know the state or the government and social workers and i don't want them in my life and it's like it's more than just that you know and also another side of depression is people who you would never know they're depressed they're happy all the time you'd never know but then throughout my life what i've learned is like things they used to do that i noticed they didn't doing they're not doing them anymore yeah regardless of them still making jokes cracking jokes putting up this facade like they're just like still there that funny outgoing self 
but they they've changed a lot of their they have that persona like they know what they need to be like they know what people expect of them it's almost like a show for people to not ask inside. questions yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then but they've changed a lot of the things they do day to day their routines are different they're not you know what I'm trying to say? The little stuff that you <laughs> don't, that we don't notice as friends sometimes, yeah. you know? No, and now that I think about it, there's been a lot of things in the past that I've like, I should have noticed that. Like, right. But I wouldn't have. No. Because no. the person seems happy. I will, and as someone who has struggled with this for a while, like there are things I, and I, I've seen studies that say people who are depressed tend to overperform at their jobs, you know, because they're trying to compensate in different areas of their lives. Wow. And yeah. so, like I was trying to achieve so much, but then I'd get home and like, I feel so empty. Literally didn't cook a meal. Like I have not cooked Mm -hmm. a meal in almost two years because like the emotional energy that goes into cooking something is just more than I can handle. Or like, I can't watch fucking Handmaid's Tale. Cause I'm like, I just don't have the emotional capacity for this. Or Mm -hmm. even this is us. I'm like, I can't, I, I cannot. So there are certain things where I'm like, I know that a healthy person would be able to do, to cook themselves dinner. Could handle this, yeah. Or to watch that TV show. And I'm like, no, I'm putting all the energy I have into maintaining my job, my relationship, my health, whatever. Like, I pick one. Yeah. Hard to pick three. So pick one, and yeah. that's what's thriving at that time. Um, when you exhaust yourself and you go, I can't give anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you th- and you remove yourself from your body and you go, I'm not giving that much. Yeah. This isn't giving that much. So yeah. why is it so hard? Or why is this consuming me? Yeah. So. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I could legitimately, especially if I go off my medication for a while, I could sleep probably for three days straight. Mm-hmm. Just not yeah. get out of bed. All right. So moving on from the sad shit of depression. Yeah. To more, to more, to more sad, sad shit. Just a different kind of sad shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about sadder shit. More acute in the moment sad right. shit. Um Grief. So we know grief can contribute to depression, Mm -hmm. whether it's uh, a short-term thing. Because there are different types of depression, right? There's like chronic depression and then like acute acute Mm -hmm. depression. So I feel like grief falls more into the acute depression side. But we've all heard of the stages of grief. But what are they exactly? I'm going to read them to you (laughs) because, you know. Write it down. Yes. So the five stages of grief and loss are denial and isolation, Mm -hmm. which kind of slides perfectly into that depressive state right um there's anger there's bargaining depression and acceptance and the interesting thing about grief is is that you don't go through all of these stages in order right like when someone you love dies you might be immediately pissed off like that's how it was when i lost my uncle he took his own life and i knew that he felt like he didn't have any other way out but i was just so angry at it you know mm-hmm. and it's that's a valid feeling and then i moved into you know, denial and isolation, like, could this really have happened? Like, they're, you know, all that stuff. And then bargaining, like, it's almost like you're bargaining with someone that isn't even there. Like, there is no one to bargain with, but there are yeah. people that you lose sometimes, and you're like, why did it have to be them? Or why why did it have to turn out this way? And mm. um, sometimes the stages last year, sometimes you go through them really quickly. It just depends on the person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like someone who's got depression or anxiety, because anxiety really ties into that, spiraling thoughts like you take a thought and then you just run with it into like the ground yeah. you know yeah yeah you guys are nodding your head like fuck yeah that's me you two are like yes absolutely yeah i mean <laughs> anxiety is a bitch sometimes like i feel like anxiety and depression they're so different like anxiety you're like up and doing stuff you can also be depressive but like it's more of like a 
I don't even know how to explain anxiety. Like in a, in a, in a working term. Like a, a restlessness. Yeah. Yes. Like it's not even about yourself sometimes. sometimes it's about it's taking over your brain telling you that you said something you never did. Yeah. Said something you never said or did something you never did or you're going to do something you're nev- you'll never, blah, 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 blah. You will <laughs> never, never do. Yeah. Did y'all hear those words? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they they were real hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be thinking about that for days now. So podcast. Yeah. You know, like things that probably never have happened and you somehow believe that they did. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's weird. Anxiety is impressive. Like how does it trick your brain? No idea, but it does. And, um, but like Christian was saying, it helps you. It has helped us grow. As I found it that very interesting. I like, thought that was super interesting. He's like, basically, all of our anxious relatives are the reason we're here today. I'm like, mm-hmm. this positive side of things. <laughs> they also say like people, the explorers of the world were probably ADHD. Yeah, the Christopher Columbuses. Because think about like back in the day, like medieval times, like 1500s, like. People weren't going outside of their village. No. Like, it took a badass to, like, get on a boat across the world and, like, just sail there. Yeah. The weird like, people. Like, you had to have energy, right? And they're <laughs> yeah. like, it's probably just the ADHD people that got on a boat and they were like, screw it. Like, let's do it. Oh, God. Can you imagine be- being trapped on a wooden boat? Um, I have a question about the stages of grief. Sure. Because my husband's been through a lot of grief. He's mm-hmm. lost a lot of people. Um, I didn't know him in high school when he lost one of his best friends to suicide his yeah. best friend at the time to suicide i wasn't near him during that but when i met him like six months later lost his sister it was immediate a lot of anger yeah um a lot of like you know he's pissed off sure, sure yeah. but um personally and i don't know if it's just because mike is mike <laughs> but i never saw him being like i saw him upset sure at the funeral and and a little bit before and after but like I have never seen him be actually depressed to where he can't do anything. Yeah. But I think maybe I just didn't see it the way he is actually feeling it. Like he might be feeling it a way that I'd never see. Like I'm looking at him like you're not, I don't see depression. Right. But like I said before, like you can be like jokester, happy person and still have these feelings inside. I think the interesting thing about grief is that from what I've learned, recently because it's been a lot of people but everybody handles it differently and like what and this can get like deep as shit but like what we perceive as a normal response to a situation may not be the same for everybody and that was like kind of hard for me to grasp because I'm like you should be crying right now like you're upset um but sometimes it's not about being upset sometimes it's about I'm angry and then God knows what he was thinking about on the inside exactly he may not need to say it out loud or maybe like my dad is like a 62 year old man and he's like i'm gonna go out and like plant some fucking gardens he's and a, like he's, he's a doer he's working it out and he said i cried the whole time like mm-hmm. that's just it just depends on the person mm-hmm. you know and maybe he hasn't gone through all the great like the stages of grief i know as hard as that could be to believe it's right. a lifelong process right 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 yeah i so, think someone who's gone through something like that as a friend what would be the best approach I mean, I am, I don't know, I'm a very direct person. Like, Mm -hmm. I am very much like, how are you? Mm -hmm. You just lost your mom. How are you feeling right now? Like, I'm not afraid to dive into the deep ass depressing waters. And I think it just depends on what you feel like you'll get out of it. Like, Mm -hmm. do you feel like based on the relationship that you built with him, like, I know if I talk to him about it directly, I'm going to get 
something more? Mm-hmm. Or do you feel like maybe he is just at peace with it? I think it's just for you guys to, if you want to talk to him about it, like sure. he could open up and discuss it. Mm-hmm. But it's hard because there are people that want me to talk about certain things and I'm like, that's not what I want to talk about. You know, it's hard to know exactly what somebody wants to say. You guys get where I'm coming from? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it, I want to be able to talk to somebody and like get something out of it, but sometimes you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not because that person isn't grieving or that person isn't allowing themselves to follow through with the emotions we think they should. But sometimes it's just internal. I don't know. Yeah. I I, I met know. someone a few years back and she had lost her dad. And I remember her saying, like, no one wanted to talk about it. And she's like, and all I wanted to do was talk yeah. about it. But they, she didn't feel like she had permission. Like she didn't want to bring people down around her. Exactly. And so she's like, I was in college when my dad passed away and I'd go to all these parties and like, all I wanted was for someone to ask me, like, how are you feeling? Like, how Just how are things going? Yeah. She's like, but I didn't want to be the one to bring everybody down to be like, right. I am terrible, horrible. <laughs> I'm I'm traumatized. I miss my dad so much. Right. You know, like. So I, I think just giving someone permission to talk about it is totally. sometimes you just nailed it all on you the head. Mm-hmm. Like and it's um, hard to know if they even want to talk about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and I don't want to ever be to how they're feeling. Sure, like, I've known people who've lost people, and I don't want to be like. I, personally, this is how I felt. I don't want to be like, how How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right, because I don't know how they're. I don't know if they're going to be like Mike and be like, I'm fine. Yeah, or like break down or whatever. Like I don't want to like cause anything to go wrong when they were doing okay yeah there's this awkwardness around you grief yeah you know what i mean people it's don't know taboo. how to handle it yeah you're right i mean i have people that won't say anything to me and i even made a snide comment to henry one day because i was like well i'm doing great or like i'm just feeling really sad you, like you didn't ask me about it and he's like whoa like you're projecting like i'm not gonna ask you about it until you bring it up and in my mind i'm just like that girl in college where i'm like i just want someone to ask me mm-hmm. why yeah. is it so like i literally there are times when i'm like i'm alone like no one wants to talk about it because they're so afraid of what it's gonna come what's gonna come yeah. of it yeah people are afraid of emotions and it's okay yeah you know but maybe the best thing to do is like sit down and just be like we're wine drunk right now like i want to talk to you about your sister like we have never talked about it before like Mm -hmm. how did that go for you like you know like maybe it's not just i'm okay Mm -hmm. so no No. just gotta play around with it yeah it takes time for people to break down their walls with that kind of stuff because it's it isn't an everyday conversation i feel like sometimes it is some people feel like they need to be the strong one you know oh, like yeah. they need to be that solid mm-hmm. person you know and and i think sometimes that helps people with the grieving process like okay i'm gonna hold it together so people can come to me and then that helps heal them because they're like i'm helping m- my loved ones deal mm-hmm. with this and so mm-hmm. that's like their own way but is that so, almost like the denial stage where could you're, be. you're not allowing yourself to grieve all the way through because you're only allowing yourself to be that one piece right you Could know be, yeah because i tried to be the rock whenever he was going through all everything mm-hmm. yeah i tried to not cry because you know i didn't lose my mom i didn't lose my sister right I, i'm like so I, I should be okay it's not me but yeah. i'm emotional because i just am emotional yeah, but well you're so empathetic really freaking hard but i was trying so hard to like you know do what you thought was right, but not sit you're there and just be bawling, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, you're that's the whole sensitive thing. That's like the overthinking, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little drunk, and I just love you and Mike so much. Oh, <laughs> I just love you so much. I just love you guys so much. Y'all are so sweet. Oh. <laughs> He's yes. 
my best. Yeah, Courtney was the rock when my mom died, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, I was, like, weeping, like, heavily. And I'm not, like, a major crier. Like, she's totally the crier. Like, a fucking Hallmark puppy commercial <laughs> comes on, and she's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's real. And I, I was, like, weeping when my mom died. Like, every night. I didn't get any sleep. Your girl's got a Fitbit. So I was like, let's just see how much sleep I got last night. It was, like, two hours. Like, nothing. Oh just yeah. tossing and turning and she was just so strong and then like a month ago literally she's at work and she's very professional like just keeps her shit together mm-hmm. she sat down with her manager and he asked her like how's everything going like i know like your fiance lost her mom and she just started sobbing like at that time that was when Aww. she started the grieving process Ugh. and so like the moral of the story is is like you can be the rock but like it you are yeah. also going to grieve like yeah. no matter what it doesn't yeah. matter what the relationship is Mm-hmm. for you like mm-hmm. you're going to grieve mm-hmm. so i think that leads really nicely into the question about secondhand grief do you want to ask that one yeah so is there such thing as that like grief like is it guilt or remorse or do you actually mourn like if you cause the grief of another person like oh yeah do you done something to like wrong someone or yeah. something like that mm. that feeling that you feel because it's such a weird feeling like it's yeah when you were the one that may have caused like i've i've felt that about breakups before yeah where i'm like i caused this person so much grief right oh that okay i see what you're going yeah on. that yeah. or like you feel responsible for their grief well exactly right the ones that want to be the strong ones that's what they're trying to prevent they're trying to prevent that secondhand grief mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know what i mean like it's almost like it can be twofold like it can be like I feel responsible for their grief and then it's also like I've got to be strong to not allow this other person to feel any more sadness than they already feel so absolutely secondhand grief is and it doesn't even have to be with someone dying like you said it can be relationships you grieve the loss of someone that's not in your life anymore Mm -hmm. like it 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 can be so many different things yeah yeah phases of life you move Mm -hmm. somewhere new I just left my like my family and friends like moving across the country like all that stuff yeah, and then there's this guilt associated with like it's not necessarily affecting me and you almost feel guilty about that and absolutely katie yeah. and i were talking about that a little bit earlier like do you have an example of like a situation yeah where it would be like just to like so we were talking about your grandparents car accident yeah okay so my background educational background is in social work and i focus on gerontology which is working with and so there's this whole study or this whole like area of study that's about the grieving process and like how people feel guilty because they're relieved when someone dies you know because a loved one or a parent has been suffering with alzheimer's or dementia for years and years and years and years and so they finally pass away and you're grieving because you lost a parent, but at the same time you're relieved because mm-hmm. they're not suffering anymore. And honestly, your life is easier now that they're yeah. gone. And so you have that guilt that weighs on you, even though it doesn't necessarily, it hasn't affected you and your life is actually maybe better right. at this point. But then you have the the double, like, oh I guess God, like the double yeah. grief. Like you lost a parent, but you also feel so guilty mm-hmm. for being relieved that they're gone yeah 
and that secondhand grief. And so the example I gave Katie today was like my, my grandparents were in a really terrible car accident several years ago. So they were 80 years old in a head on collision on the highway and were in the hospital for three months. And then they were in a rehab facility for eight months. Like they basically, they left one day and they didn't go back to their home for a year mm. because they were instant. And like, there was a point where I could tell my dad was really struggling because his parents were in so much pain and his his mom especially my grandma's like 100 pounds soaking wet she's like the tiniest sweetest southern woman yeah. in the entire world but she was in so much pain like i could tell he couldn't deal with the fact that she may be better off passing as opposed to suffering you know and so there was that secondhand grief where he was like already mourning her loss and feeling guilty for hoping that she would yeah. pass because mm-hmm. he's like i he's like i don't care if she doesn't remember me if she never sees another one of us again, like she just needs that peace. But then he feels so guilty about it. Oh yeah. So there's that like secondhand grief, I guess. Yeah. And so like, that's I think the most extreme example. No, but that's fair. But all of our, sorry, I was gonna say, but even on the same side of the coin as that, is you have the guy that hit your grandparents. Yes. Who might've been fine, whatever, probably wasn't hurt as bad as they were, but he's caused all of this Mm -hmm. pain. His, Mm -hmm accident or not his life is probably pretty normal but he goes on to live with that he maimed yeah that's a great example elderly sweet elderly people and i one of my cousins when she was in high school um was in a car accident and the other person died and she went through a lot of trauma with that because she's like i she's like i survived and someone else didn't and Mm. so there's these accidental I have a a family friend whose son committed suicide Mm -hmm. and she's like, I remember waiting for my sister at the airport and thinking no one understands what I'm going through. Right. Like how is the world still going on around me? Mm -hmm. God, I know that feeling. Yeah, like how can everyone else be living their normal lives? And it's like they're not. People, there are other people who have felt that way. Like you just said, like I know that feeling. Yeah, absolutely. There are so many people who have felt that way and who who know that feeling of being like, how is the world still functioning? Like For people that are listening, like I, it's been like a crazy chain of events. Like my uncle has been, had been struggling with alcoholism for a while and he lost his like lifelong partner of like 20 years and he never really recovered from it. Like he lived pretty decently for like eight years and then he met a dude that was like 22 and he was like 56 Mm. and they started using drugs together and he made him feel good and then they started drinking and he was a teacher and lost his job. He got four four DUIs within like four months. He was in jail and then I think like he realized like there's no way out of this. Like I think in his mind he's like, I've exhausted all my money. I've exhausted all my dad's money. I have nothing. I have no one. And then that's when he literally attempted suicide twice by swallowing a bunch of pills. And then the second time he put himself in the hospital and literally destroyed his liver. He was on the liver transplant list, but someone who attempted suicide and is an alcoholic, they're not going to get a transplant. So he lasted like a day and then he died. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like for me, it was just anger for so long. And for my dad too, because my dad's grief was so complicated. Like my grandpa had died in the middle of my uncle being in rehab and like, you know, my grandpa was like eight, like 90 at that point. And he just, all he thought about was my uncle. And my dad was convinced that my un- my brothers killed my father. Like, like mm. that was where he was stuck in his grief. So it's that anger stage of grief. Yeah. And then yeah. in August, literally two months later, my mom dies suddenly. And 
he moved on from that stage of anger to like acceptance and like accepting it because at that point like holy shit like another thing has completely rocked my world my dad was married to my mom for 39 years and i think that's where that secondhand grief comes in because me and my mom had a close relationship because she was that nurturing mom she just if you wanted someone to just tell you you're pretty your hair looks so nice like you're so sweet like you're so great like you're so smart like that was my mom and it was because she had no self-esteem like she battled with clinical like just long-term depression her whole life and she had no self-worth and i think she got her self-worth through her kids and then when she got older she got arthritis and was basically immobile and it was that secondhand grief where i would actually the last conversation i had with my mom before she died i looked her in the eyes and i said all i think about is you dying you don't take care of yourself please i am begging you go see a therapist i want you to make it to my wedding please Mm -hmm. and she she cried and she was like i need help i want help and then a week later (sighs) yeah a week later she is complaining of a stomach ache and then she started throwing up blood and they took her to the hospital and her lung one of her lungs collapsed And basically an ulcer had ruptured in her stomach, which has happened before. She had like massive surgery on her stomach. Mm -hmm. And then um, a blood clot basically destroyed her intestines. So I get there the next morning. Like my dad knew she was in the hospital that Saturday, but I didn't know till Sunday morning. So I drive down there and I look at Courtney and I was like, she's going to die. Like, I just know it. Like, I just, I knew ahead of time. Sometimes you feel it. You just fucking know. And we get down there and like, I'll never forget it. And like, if you haven't experienced it, just do the best you can to imagine it. But you're in this fucking hospital and it's all clinical and depressing. Like there's nothing cute about a hospital. And like five doctors come in and they're like, we did a exploratory surgery. There's nothing we can do. And like in that moment, like the denial just like consumed me. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly was so weighed down by the fact that like this could not actually be happening. Mm. But it was almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. In my own mind, I'm like, I just fucking talked to her a week ago about how all I think about is her dying. And it's true. All I thought about was her dying because she did not take care of herself. She didn't eat enough. She smoked her little cigarettes. Like, she was just that lady that was, like, stuck in her ways. Like, you just love her even though you want to, like, shake her and be, like, just (laughs) fucking change, you know? And the people that are responsible for that person don't care. And it's not that they should care. Like, it's their job. They do it all the time. You become numb to it, desensitized. Right. But, like, we sat with her, and it was really peaceful. Like, sometimes for people that are listening, if this is a trigger warning, sorry. But, like, it can be very traumatic watching someone die, right? Like, Mm -hmm. the last breaths. My mom was just... I guess she was just ready to go, which is great because we were all sitting there telling stories and talking to her. But like even the shit like right after, they're like, all right, so like what funeral home do you want to pick? Like immediately. Yeah. They so, get, I, yeah. And then we we were about to leave because we had already sat with her after mm-hmm. she had died, which is already traumatizing. Yeah. Oh, before you leave, does she have any jewelry that you need to collect? And I was like, can you go fuck yourself for a second? Like, yeah, she does have wedding rings on. Okay, well, come back in and we'll get those off. Like, having to go back in and, like, face your dead mom and, like, t- like watch them use Vaseline and a fucking string oh. to pull rings off her finger because her fingers were so swollen. Mm. Like, shit like that. You're yeah. taking the human out of the human that you've loved and known that raised you and birthed you. And it's like, grief is just, 
it's so much more complicated than just the person dying it depends on where it happens who you're with like mm-hmm. what did you see like what did you experience right and then you have to go to the funeral home and like identify like they're like before we can cremate your mom we have to identify you have Wait. to identify the body one more time oh i was like is this out of a movie <laughs> like, yeah, it was like- so i did it trying to be the strong person because my dad had already seen so much but all i got to say is for you people in this room and people that are listening like talk to your loved ones now about what you want and and have a will and like mm-hmm. know what people should be doing because it's so hard to know how to make decisions in the moment unless it's already planned out for you i want to go on the record and say right now that pull the plug on me don't right like i don't i don't want to be that, a it has to be written it has to be like legally typed up. this has to be a legal by a lawyer yeah like you have to chris have- campbell are you listening <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was heavy shit but no it's, it's, it's real true, life though, though. like that's no, yeah. stuff people don't want to think about and i i think that kind of leads into one of our other questions like things happen with your mom so fast yeah um and like when my great-grandfather passed away he was healthy as a horse on monday didn't feel good on wednesday and then passed away by friday yeah it's like it was faster and in some ways i feel like that's a blessing yeah because it happened so fast, but how do you prepare for the grieving process? You know, if you have a loved one that has a terminal illness mm. or who is, you know, very sick. So Katie, your mom has mm-hmm. got cancer that's spread. And so it's like yeah. a waiting game, essentially. Like, yeah. how do you deal with that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm asking I, Sam, but. <laughs> so Courtney's grandma had terminal cancer. She was healthy as a horse, like 83. And then it was a long road for her. And she deteriorated, when she deteriorated, it was rough. And I think that you just have to start allowing yourself to believe that it's gonna happen. Yeah. So there's like pros and cons. When it's sudden, you don't have to watch them suffer. But when it's, you can see it coming, you can prepare yourself, this shit is gonna happen. Our family friend, like again, I told you guys shit comes, my mom just died. My family friends, best friends, their wife has had cancer for over seven years now. She was in remission last year and she went for her checkup and it spread to her lymph nodes. Mm. Um, her bloodstream and her spleen and they're like you need to focus on quality of life now and she was like what does that even mean they're like treatment isn't going to do anything you need to focus on what you want to get out of your life Mm -hmm. and honestly like that we learned that information about a week ago and I honestly don't even know how to fucking absorb that like how do you as a husband or a wife like imagine if it was Mike or imagine if it like how the fuck do you absorb that there is no answer for Mike's what Mike's always said now is like someone can die so quickly so I'm gonna make sure to live the happiest life I can yeah because like we always say we could die tomorrow but it totally can die tomorrow you can't choose at the end of the day right like Mm -hmm. in reality none of us can choose you just have to be able to have healthy happy relationships with the people that you love Mm -hmm. and educate each other on dude talk about this shit now like mm-hmm. don't surprise the people that you're gonna leave behind mm-hmm. because it's it's not mm-hmm. it's not worth it like yeah. just have you know, a will have 100%. a will but yeah. also like have you how much you love them tell people how much you love them because you, yeah. you you know you never know when they'll be gone everybody stop and text the people they love right now yep. yeah. take a moment. i was just about to text we're gonna Can refill you make the pancakes line? for tomorrow but i i do love you <laughs> i love you all yeah. so I guess preparing for grieving would be like just prepare every day. Every day, yeah. 
for something you don't know it's going to happen but could happen i think that's so, called anxiety yeah, <laughs> yeah right? that sounds like anxiety <laughs> yeah hope for the best expect the worst that's exactly. kind of like but just like my number one takeaway is <laughs> accept that it's going to happen mm-hmm. and that has been hard for me i've been on this planet almost 29 years and death has been the most difficult thing for me and it's almost comical how in the past three months the amount of death that three deaths and then terminal cancer have hit me and it's like someone out there is laughing at you and going you need to face the fact that one day you're gonna die like you need to accept this and talk about it and live it thank you for sharing this with us because it really is and you've been there yeah you're you're currently there oh yeah i'm there i'm living and talking about it and being so open to it yeah a lot of people going through what you're going through wouldn't be here yeah Yeah. to talk about it so we really appreciate it all of your insight and thank you yeah and if you ever need to talk about it we are here we're giving you permission right right. now to make things (laughs) (laughs) and i i now drink a lot of wine you're always welcome to come to my house (laughs) i won't always be drinking wine like we can drink water i'll be a little like really you know wine, but like i'll drink i'll drink water it's fine it's fine it's fine i'll be like okay i got it (laughs) if you need someone to talk to serious thank you yeah Yeah. no we're here for you girl but yeah definitely appreciate you just being so open about this and hopefully people listening can can take something from it as well Uh, so we're going to keep this positivity train rolling we're going to talk about what we're loving uh i'll go first this time so if you remember i said i was crying about and loving the same things they were interchangeable so we're going to call back to that it's a stand-up comedy reference call back. <laughs> call back uh so what i'm loving is the orgasm i had last night with my vibrator temporarily disabled yes. oh, <laughs> yes. sam doesn't know about this tell give okay. all the juicy details so <laughs> a couple weeks ago my vibrator and i had a talk and we decided that it was time for us to consciously uncouple like we're spending too much time together i like i that. need to explore other options and I said open not, myself i did not understand <laughs> when i was trying to read it i was like I was reading it out loud in my car. Like, I was like, consciously uncoupled. What does that mean? <laughs> like, I was like, seriously having a like brain fart in my car trying to read out loud. Go on. That's the Gwyneth Paltrow way to say breakup. I like Conscious it. Conscious uh, uncoupling. Yeah. So, I charged him up. I was like, I think I'm ready to try this out again. Yes. <laughs> and I think I forgot that, like, when it's fully charged, like, even low is like, too intense <laughs> yeah right so i was like and i was also like trying to uh i call it getting the devil out of me like i was in a bad mood and like yes. i was like maybe i just need to fucking come i don't know maybe right so but i had like a mental block and so it was taking forever and i was talking to hannah about i was like i don't know if maybe i was like clenching my entire body like just waiting on it to happen you know and then i was like holding my breath maybe but then like it happened and i was like <sighs> or you know whatever um <laughs> but like when i did that like i felt and heard like a pop like right here like right here here um, being your ears my ears for the people yeah, who sorry. are listening <laughs> doing hand movements her eardrums busted well i have permanently ruptured eardrums so that's not it they busted a little uh, more than they thought they could do it was like, well, then my ears were like ringing and oh I was like, well, also, like, when I, like, come real hard, like, I can't feel my face because, like, it's all, like, poppy. Like, that happened. And I was like, hey, that's good. Uh, but then, like, it was, like, all up my neck and into my ear. And I, like, I couldn't hear right. And I was like, fuck. Like, maybe I need to go, like, fucking walk around. So I, like, w- took the dogs out. And I was like, 
like i'm fucked up i'm fucked up like i don't like i was just i was scared at this point then the anxiety kicked in and i was like oh my god what the fuck did i do to myself (laughs) like i broke my fucking body i would think that i electrocuted myself these symptoms you're describing are like really weird yeah (laughs) like not yeah i don't know i don't know i'm just saying i don't hate it i I was like (laughs) i wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers sounds like you got like equilibrium off balance i said blood pressure like a change in blood blood pressure i think i held my breath and like had everything like clenched so hard i don't know but also like you had blood flow go into a whole different extremity at that point so that hadn't been hadn't been extremity in a while while. are you ready are you ready for it I've totally been like you know like digitally manipulating myself. <laughs> digitally manipulating. <laughs> I've been typing on that clip like no double clicking that mouse. <laughs> my yeah. word per minute on that thing is like 105. Oh my god! Yeah, it was just I, I just forgot about Shit. how fucking good my vibrator is. I guess. $12.99 on Amazon. Okay. Hannah, what are you loving? <laughs> this week, okay, I'm loving that it's spooky season, even though it's a thousand degrees Ooh, outside. Yes. I'm so ready for October because one, it's my birthday month. I'm ignoring the fact that it's my 30th birthday. I don't care. Mm-mm. It's my birthday month. Fuck yes. yes. I can eat candy corn. Fuck anybody who doesn't like candy corn. It's a divisive topic, and I'm on team candy corn. <laughs> team candy corn. <laughs> team candy corn all day, every day. Yeah, I'll eat, I'll eat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't not eat. Yeah. But yeah, so super excited for spooky season. Candy corn, Count Chocula, Booberry, Frankenberry, all those October goodies. Murder. Murder. (laughs) Murder. I have been watching a lot of American Horror Story. The uh, Apocalypse. The one? I haven't, no, I haven't watched 1984 because I don't have FX. Well, Apocalypse is amazing. Apocalypse is really good. Katie hasn't seen it yet. No spoilers. But they do tie a lot of things in. And Mm. I... You're gonna love it when you but watch it. But the new one is like '80s style, like I know, like camp, like campy horror. Jason, <gasps> it's like '80s, like summer horror. camp. Yeah, like, oh. I'm so excited to see it. But Apocalypse was Apocalypse one of my favorite seasons. It's not as gory. The no. others are too heavy, man. Like I get tired of the heavy shit. The Apocalypse is a little heavy. Is Apocalypse it? is a little heavy. Coven was stressful because like, like Madame Mulgory, like yes. that is some fucked up shit. Yes. Those ladies were crazy fucked up and they were real like they were legit real yeah but i'm loving that but i'm also loving lizzo and i know we've talked about lizzo in the past (laughs) i feel like i'm late to the game like i've appreciated lizzo but past few days i've really like dove in and like had her on spotify on repeat Mm -hmm. and she's so fucking amazing she's amazing the hype is real okay Mm -hmm. she's so so empowering she's so confident She's just a bigger woman who doesn't give a fuck. Like, she loves herself. Like, I just want to be Lizzo. Got her. I just want to be Lizzo. I go to work in the morning. I'm like, I'm like, she's amazing. It's like dark outside, like six in the morning. And I'm like. Yeah, like just, all the, these <laughs> things. I'm like, I'm listening to her. That's where thick thighs save lives came yes. from. <laughs> she's like, like Lizzo said girl, that. I need a tempo. And I'm like, yes, bitch. Yes. Yeah, I Lizzo. do. I'm not thick, though. And then she talks about skinny girls. And I'm the skinny girl. But yeah. it's fine, Lizzo. I still. You got thick boobies. You're right. You got thick. They, they're there. You got the thick chest. They're moving. <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah. fine. So like, yeah, I walk in yesterday and like my thighs are rubbing together. I'm like, that's right, Lizzo. I'm doing you right. <laughs> Me and my chubby thighs. We got yes. you, girl. But yeah, she's just so amazing. And like, I love that she's out there as like a strong, independent woman 
and a role model for people who may have body image issues. And like she just, people didn't have that 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Someone like her was not a role model. And I just love that she's in the spotlight and taking the world by the balls. So loving Lizzo. Same always. Mm-hmm. The bad bitch. But I'm definitely loving the fact that I'm a Gangcock fan. Went to USC, Columbia, Cola. Hey, you know what I mean? Go Cox. So I uh, just want to say that this past Saturday, Gangcocks beat Kentucky, who we haven't beaten in five years. Okay. And we beat them. And I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. No way. What the fuck? Like, freaking out, lost it, you know? Yeah. Yes. Like, my dad, like, we took so many tequila shots. We were like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my dad, not me, but, like, maybe a little me. And, like, <laughs> and <laughs> we won. Uh, and I was like, Sandstorm, like, like sandstorm no one in the world cares but i care (laughs) south carolina either care or vehemently don't care like it's a very divisive state you're either usc or clemson there's really no i'm I'm that person that doesn't give a fuck i don't give a fuck you're wearing garnets coming in okay so what do i love what are you loving i am loving the fact that i get to marry my best friend on saturday i'm so so ready for it my lesbian ass fiance she's the gayest fucking thing ever and i can't wait to be gay with her for the rest of my life i'm so excited y'all are the cutest i'm gonna cry so much (laughs) i'm gonna cry i was feeling really sentimental about you guys maybe was it last night yeah i was thinking about how you were gonna be on the podcast and how y'all were getting married this weekend and i was like oh i remember when they first started dating and i was guiding the bruise cruise tours And so Sam and Courtney came on the Valentine's yes. Day Bruce Cruise tour, and y'all literally made out the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'm giving my tour, and these two bitches are just making out in the corner. Uh, and I'm yep. like, okay, well, That's it's fa- Valentine's it's that Day. lesbian phase. We'll talk about it on the other episode. <laughs> okay, so okay, okay, it's okay, real. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, that was 2015. Yeah, 14, yeah. 14, Wait, 15, because I started in 15. September of 14. Yeah, four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been five, but we didn't go on the Brewers Cruise until 2000. Yeah, Valentine's Day. This is literally exactly five years. It's a good now. amount of time, I yeah. think. Fuck yeah. But I, mean, I was. I was feeling yeah. so sentimental. I was like, I remember those bitches just making out just through my entire tour. <laughs> they didn't listen to a word I said. They just had their tongues down each yep. other's throats. Damn straight. <laughs> now they're getting married, and I'm so excited. Yes. For her. So the one piece, you know how you know how before you get married, I, you might probably know this, but like a lot of people start trying to give you advice. Oh yeah. The day of the wedding, they just spit it out. And I'm about to do that. Do it. <laughs> do it. And you've probably heard it. Do it. But like the day of the wedding, just just try to enjoy every single fucking minute of it. I will. And don't focus like on so, the tiny shit. Focus on everything you can, but like yeah. not like to the point the where you're stuff. like obsessing, right. but right. like Mm, I wish I could do it over again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that's no. why I have the video. That I think that's why the videos are amazing because they just they they kind of show you yes in a real life way what happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta live it for my mom too because yeah. she would have yes. had a hell of a time if she was there. Yeah, so yeah. we yeah. gotta do this shit right. Well, I think you and Courtney are doing it right too. Like, I'm so excited. Ah. Y'all are having this beautiful wedding at this beautiful flower farm. Yeah. And then your reception is essentially we're all going to Oktoberfest. And getting fucked up, yeah. That sounds amazing. Pretty much. Like, we're just going to downtown Asheville and yeah. getting fucked. You can do your own thing, you know? It's Which beautiful. is where the first time I met you was at Oktoberfest. Exactly. See? Yeah. Shit is coming together. Full, Full circle. circle. 
Cheers to that. Cheers. To Sam and Courtney. Cheers. It's going to be beautiful. Thank you. You'll enjoy it, of course, obviously. Go Cox. Weddings are so fun. Go Gamecocks, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, super excited for you guys. The well, fitting thanks for having for me. me. <laughs> this has been awesome. Go Cocks. Go Cocks. <laughs> All right, so Sandra, what are we talking about next time? Oh my God, guys. Next time, we're going to talk about how it works. So we were talking about to each other in a group text being like, how the fuck do airplanes work? <laughs> like, how the fuck How the fuck does this thing that weighs thousands of pounds? They go so fast. And they're in the air. <laughs> and they're so high. Tens of thousands of feet. And, and then like the feet. inside, 30,000 like, feet. But outside, you couldn't breathe. It's like, it's fucked up. The whole thing is fucked up. <laughs> and, you, and you look out that window in the airplane and you're like, that's like maybe four inches <laughs> between me and death. Yeah. <laughs> know what i mean it's yeah and uh, that you know mirrors yeah i'm that's my that's my thing i'm like how the (laughs) fuck do mirrors work yeah like what kind of witchcraft is this everything's backwards i damn y'all are taking me to like (laughs) (laughs) i'm ready like there are things that i take for granted like every day i use a mirror but i'm like how the fuck does this work and why is everything backwards and Dude. So everyone's got that one thing or multiple things. You know, everyone's got that. Yeah. Where you're like, great, this is amazing, but how the fuck did this come to be? Or <laughs> how? How? How does this work? A submarine? <laughs> okay. It's a sea airplane. <laughs> I respect <laughs> you, but it's a sea hey. airplane. It actually works probably very similar to airplanes, but we'll get to that. It's all fucking. All right, I've already I've done the research. I'm really excited to Dude. tell you about it. Submarines make more sense because they actually go under the water, which is like you're a heavy piece of shit. Airplanes, you, you have think. to think about air molecules like water. That's how, how airplanes work. work. You a heavy son of a bitch. But <laughs> you a heavy son of a bitch. You're under that water. <laughs> of course, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> and then we can right. talk about Nikki. We Minaj. love you guys. Thank you again, Sam. Bye. We'll Bye. talk Thank to you, you so soon. Much. You're you're yeah. gonna come in here again. We're okay. You're one of us now. One of us. One of, one of us. This has been Listen You Beautiful Bitch, a shady self-help podcast for our younger selves. We hope that you like what you heard. So if you did, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe at wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Later, bitches.